Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Sarah Faper. We are so excited to have you here today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for the invite, Jasmine. Absolutely. Listen, I knew I had to have Sarah here on the show because she's going to help us get our life together with events. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we had such a great conversation on her own podcast. I've definitely made her clutch her pearls. So check out her podcast. <laughs> but let me give you a little bit of background on how amazing Sarah is. Sarah is a, is a CEO, a podcast host, and founder of Live Event Academy. She has spent the last two decades helping business owners to leverage virtual, hybrid, and in-person events to reach more dream clients, build customer and employee loyalty, and make sales. So y'all already know this conversation is going to be fire. All right. Tell your kids to go watch a television show for this next 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. You know, I, I knew that we needed to connect as soon as we started speaking. I'm like, man, I'm so happy that our paths have crossed. Right. I thought and it too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know the power of events. It was how I solidified my own brand. But I would love to know what kind of got you into the work that you're doing and how have events been powerful for your own business as well as the businesses that you help support? Yeah, so events, I really fell, totally fell into it. And uh, I... It was I was in a project management role in a co big corporation and a bunch of leaders and project managers had left right before uh, an event season started. And so I got tapped because I was in another area of the business like, hey, could you come help the sales organization because they've got this event and they need help. And I fell in love and um, I stayed doing that for more than a decade and just loved every moment of producing events. And then uh, I started down a personal development journey and ended up landed in a room uh, at a mega personal development conference, like thousands of people. And it was the first time I'd ever gone to an event where I paid with my own money and I wanted to be there. And I was surrounded by other people who wanted to be there too, because I was used to paying producing events for uh, people who didn't want to be there and uh, weren't excited about it. And even their, their way was paid. Yes. And so it just really opened my eyes. And as, as I'm sitting in the audience and I'm shoulder to shoulder with entrepreneurs, and this is a new thing for me too, because it wasn't in my worldview that you could run your own business. And that was what other people did, but not anybody in my circle Yes. And I'm sitting next to these people and they're looking at the stage going, you know, I have in a community too. And uh, I would love to do this, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm scared. Like, I don't know how this works. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, gosh, like, this is a fun stuff for me. Like, I know how the wizard behind the curtain works. Like, this is, this is what I do. And it took a few years for me to put the, you know, all the dots together and realize like, this is what I'm meant to do with my life. I am meant to serve these small business entrepreneurs, specifically in that speaker, author, coach, course creator, membership site owner space, help them 
in their small business learn how to add events so that they can use them as a point of scale. And I haven't looked back since, and it's just been such a fun ride to serve people who love the events too, like you, Jasmine. Like I know that you just like feel that energy. You want to be a part of it and you want to be able to give that gift to your community. And I just, I love playing in this space. It's so fun. I love that. In fact, you know, listen, I've got my quirks. I'm totally a Northeastern person. Okay. But when you were talking, (laughs) I could hear like the transition. It's like, when we get to this place of, this is what I do. Yeah. To a place of, this is what I do. And that's when you fully step in and like grab it by the reins and say, this is how I'm going to make a difference in people's lives. And just to hear that transition mm-hmm. is so powerful. And I think it's the same pattern that most of us follow, especially for mm-hmm. our listeners who are speakers. At some point in time, y'all, I know it's a little daunting, but we can host our own events. It can be as small as five people showing up, 10, two people, right? 50 yeah. or larger. So I think this mm-hmm. conversation is needed because as you said many owners business owners are like how do I even start what do I do and I I really want to tackle some of the misconceptions related to to events Mm -hmm. that keep us from showing up and creating our own table I'll tell you where not to start I was just on a call with a um a prospect and she found me on Instagram and uh, reached out. We we hopped on a call and she's in this panic mode because she just has had this vision, this download of like, I need to put on this type of an event. And then she went out and like booked the hotel, booked a huge sleeping room block. And now it's weeks before the event. And she has all these expenses she's committed to. And she has not filled the event not even close. And she's panicking, which is taking her mind away from where it should be, which is preparing the content and the experience for the guests. Yes. It is breaking for her because <clears throat> it is such like a 1980 or 90s like thing to do to book a sleeping room block. Like people are feel very empowered these days to book their own travel. It is so accessible and there's so many options. And when you're just starting out, and you can tell I'm like, this is a soapbox for me. You do not need to be incurring expenses that you just don't have to. Like, don't put yourself on the hook for money that you don't need to put out. Like, it's it's not necessary. And Jasmine, I think you're like totally hip to this like <laughs> secret and you, you know how, how to go about this. And um, I was just, my heart was breaking. Like, it's just, I'm so sensitive to not losing money on events. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro making money on events. Yes. And uh, it's huge. Like inside of Live Men Academy, we spent an entire like module on like not losing our shirts on events. And uh, so it breaks my heart when people think they have to start by booking all the things and getting committed financially to something that um, then feels like this weight the whole time that they're planning the event. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel drained and I don't want them to feel 
um, stressed and overwhelmed. And I think when we get into this place where uh, we involve too much money, um, it, it just takes, sucks the joy out of it. Ooh. Okay. You just want to drop the mic. Um, <laughs> listen to me. Number yes. one misconception is people feel like they have to get in huge amount of debt mm -hmm. and have to do all the things that it comes with events. You could book a room for $300, $200, mm -hmm. even for free. Yes. And host an event and make it profitable. But yes. I, I agree with you. Um, I have met business owners who have underestimated the amount of time it takes to actually fill a room. Mm -hmm. And they have put, put themselves in situations where, unfortunately, they're tied down to a bill that mm -hmm. now has to come out of their pocket because yes. they rooms. And that was one of the first things I did never, I never did. <laughs> awesome. I'm so I proud never, of you. And let me just tell you why. Not because someone told me, it was because I heard another speaker just mm. talking amongst other speakers saying that we didn't have enough people sign up. And now I owe thousands, mm. thousands, yeah. four to five figure, five, five, four to five figure expenses y'all offer rooms. And so I just love the fact that you mentioned that, that people are very savvy, right? Yes. They're able to, and a lot of times there's, there was times even when that, when I was hosting events, I would, I feel like I would have to have a whole buffet. Yeah. What people care about what they care about is the content. That's why the it's the magic inside the room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and I come from the space where we, I am used to taking care of everything. I'm used to planning, like providing every meal, every break yes. with food and beverages, sleeping rooms, transportation, decor, all the things. And I'm so pro all of those things, but not when you're starting, that's not the place to start because, um, I, I just don't want, I want you to do that when you have, a, you're, you've been doing this for a while, you know, uh, you can predict how many people are going to come. Like then it's a very normal, normal time, place, time and place to start adding those things because you can expect, you've been tracking your metrics from the beginning and you just, it's, it's, it's time. Yeah, we can do that. No problem. And it, it's not stressful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I love the fact that you stated that tracking met metrics. So let's mm -hmm. backtrack on that a little bit too, because, you know, when I first started my speaking career, I wasn't getting opportunities like I desired. So I went ahead and I hosted my own event. But let me give y'all a little bit of context. I did have experience helping with hosting events for the nonprofit sector. So I had the opportunity to see what a budget was like and what the negotiation was like. Oh, yeah. So that gave me a competitive edge versus someone that's never done anything before. However, it did allow me my history to really understand what it takes to do the work. And so that's, mm -hmm. why, that's why I really want to just pinpoint at least two to three takeaways for those who are just beginning and yeah. we can kind of leverage and segue into someone that may have already done a couple events and yeah. what are some key things they should keep in mind. So yeah. for someone that's just beginning, we already said, don't go cray cray on the food. 
and don't go crazy <laughs> on the ho hotel blocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you say would be the second best practice for them? Well, I mean, you brought up metrics, so we can go yeah. there. I think if the the more that you can track, uh, the better. So that starts with how long did it take you to fill the event? When did you start? And maybe like by the week, when did those registrations come in so that you can start seeing the patterns? Um, and if, if you're running like some sort of webinar campaign to fill your event, like do, do all of the basic things like where you're tracking, like how many people were invited and how many people registered and how many people showed up and how many people signed up mm -hmm. off of that for your event. So uh, those basics, but then also I love just the, the basics of, um, a budget, like creating a, a list of uh, categories and, and putting a number next to each of them of how much you spent on that event so that next event you use the exact same categories and put the number next to it so you know like okay i had this many people and this is what the food cost or this is what the meeting space cost like that'll just help you come to the table just feeling so much more prepared and like in the know and like when you have that clarity um it just is it's peace of mind really it i call a Budget awareness is is peace of mind, and it just takes like just writing that stuff down. Just it's it's not that complicated, like the tracking of the metrics. <laughs> but yeah. then I think also when you're starting, um, I think the the belief that you have the right to book your own, build your own stage, mm -hmm. you absolutely do. Like yeah. you don't have to be a speaker on everybody else's stage. You can build your own and be a speaker on your own and you could hold space for the entire agenda just you mm -hmm. um you have it inside of you yes yes honey okay mm -hmm. my workshop yes. is me and only me <laughs> and guess what it's enough <laughs> you are enough yes i am enough and transformation still happens yes so I, 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 I love that you shared that because one of the first phases in my own work in scaling people's legacy through the podium is building confidence and being rooted mm -hmm. in your own worthiness. Mm -hmm. And that, that is a critical part that's missing for most of us on why we're not really leveraging speaking, mm -hmm. why we're not leveraging events, because it does require a huge amount of visibility. And what comes from that is a lot of soul work that may be need that needs to be done regarding vulnerability, mm. shame, mm -hmm. right? So whatever mm -hmm. shame stories that that we're going into Brene Brown, who's yep, my, who's my boom in my head. Um, <laughs> but we're going that steps into a lot of her work, but that comes up a lot, and I don't know if you see that often with people who are producing events. Oh, all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh. The top two things, doesn't matter if you're producing an event regularly for 4,000 people or you're starting with four, the top two things that get to nearly every single business owner who decides to take this path is um, they stress about filling it and mindset. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really is the mindset piece really 
uh, is a lot around that uh, imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to build my own stage and hold space for, you know, two hours or two days? Like, it, it, um, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, as we're heading towards a close, I, de- I definitely want to give at least one key takeaway for those who may already be using events in their business. And yeah. for those of us who are already using events in our business, what is at least one way we can help up level our yeah. events to keep creating transformation for our audiences? Yeah. So I would say that that is having the mindset that this is something you're going to do again. Because too often people go into planning their events thinking like, well, we're just going to give this a trial, just do this once. And when you do that, you do yourself a disservice because you're not building it in a way that is scalable and repeatable. Mm -hmm. And then it feels like a burden. Mm -hmm. And so I know that's not you. And so be thinking about what systems can I be putting in place? What best practices? How can I be empowering team to support me here Mm -hmm. uh, so that I'm not carrying all the burden? I can't be my highest and best self when I'm also schlepping all of the boxes in on the first day, right? Yes, yes. I love that. I think, you know, there was a big shift for me even this year. This year uh, at the time of this recording was my first time hosting a repeat workshop. Um, I've done events where it was two two day events. I had never done a one day event workshop mm. to this to this d- degree, and I just rinsed and repeated in different cities. <laughs> I literally made a tour out of it. But I love that. Thank you. I love um, that. And now you're going bigger, right? Like, aren't yeah. you planning something like a really big, like a conference for yes. 2023? 2023, we're having our first three day conference. So so excited for you. Me too. This is the next level, right? Yeah. Um, But it just gave me the assurance uh, once I started putting out my information and going out there and hosting my own events and getting clear on what the program outcome was going to be. And then Mm -hmm. what would be the next step of their journey? Because Mm -hmm. everything that you do in your business, whether you're speaking on a stage for the one time or you're hosting your own events, it needs to be aligned some way, somehow to the journey or mission of what you've set for your own business. Mm-hmm. That is the only way that can be sustainable. Like you said, we want to be sustainable and we want it to be scalable. Well, it's got to be aligned to something and it has to have some sort of purpose in the current work that you're doing. Yeah. And I would underline that and say, uh, where does it fit in your Ascension model? Where does it fit within your calendar year? Yes. Because I want you to see this event as reoccurring revenue for your business. Yes. I want you to be able to be offering your next one at your current one and constantly just be expecting like revenue to be flowing through to your business every, you know, if you're doing this every quarter or every year. And uh, we do that with just a little bit of intentionality. Yes. Yes. And I want y'all to know the possibilities. Events can bring in recurring six-figure income if mm-hmm. you do it properly, or even seven mm-hmm. figures, okay? But that's mm-hmm. another topic for another time. Because <laughs> I'm sure some of y'all are like, okay, okay, but how? We ran out of time. <laughs> so we got to invite people over again. But 
I, I just, I really love the work that you do. You obviously know how much I love events. Yes. And I, I love that you are helping us amplify our voice even further by taking the reins and creating our own experiences. Yes, it's possible for you. It really is. Believe it. Well, tell the, tell the listeners where they can find more information about the Live Event Academy and the work that you do. Yeah, I just say go to greenroomcentral.com to subscribe to my podcast, which is Green Room Central. It's available all the places where you get your podcasts. Absolutely. And y'all, if you're already a part of my list, you probably have already seen that episode. It's in heavy rotation. It will be back in my newsletter (laughs) all throughout the year. So make sure you take advantage of Green Room Central. There are so much pearls that are that are shared and allows you to dive in deeper with events. So thank you again, Sarah, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Listen, I hope that this discussion today got the wheels turning on how you can take your events to the next level, whether you're just starting right now or you're looking at branching out and scaling. Events have been a huge contributing factor to me amplifying my own brand and voice is also has allowed me to bring in sustainable income through my business. And so this is not, in my humble opinion, a not, it's a, it's, it's not negotiable, actually. (laughs) It's not negotiable. If you're a speaker and if you're looking to really expand further, create your own table. It is a magnificent place to be when you're able to do so but do so strategically as some of the things that we've shared in this episode today with Sarah. If you have found value in this podcast, I'm going to highly recommend that you go to your podcast app and you leave me a review. Why? Because that allows others to see the magnificent work that we're doing in the Legacy Speaker Show and the work that we're doing here at the Legacy Scaler Consulting Firm. If you're curious to know more about how we help you amplify your voice through your speaking, then check us out at jasminehaley.com and I'll see you at our next episode.